Right, let's do it then. Coach Home for You Fit Studio. Talking about how to feel full and lose weight, right? It's a, it's not a mythical unicorn. It is an actual thing you can do. You can feel full and lose weight. It is possible to do. It's not uh, it's not something that people will probably do standard in their meals to start with, understandably, because they're not going to know how, which is where I step in. So I'm going to tell you how to make some changes to your nutrition and still magically stay full while consuming less calories, which is, as we know, the name of the game. So in case I'm going to talk about, um, when am I doing the energy balance? I'm definitely doing the energy balance before uh, before release of lockdown. You can I can guarantee you that now. Um, faux show. Um, however, in the meantime, I'm actually just going to go over, think about energy balance. The way to lose weight, as we know, is to consume less energy or less food to create a calorie deficit, enough of which with your activity to elicit fat loss. Right, so when thinking about that then, how can you possibly um, still right, remain full and lose weight? That's what it sounds like. That must be witchcraft. No, 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 it is not. There are some things you can do. I have covered them before. However, I'm going to consolidate them all in the same place, right? Because I've kind of bitted them, bothered them all over. Um, and sometimes it's good just to do an overview of some things you can do to help. Now, anybody who has uh, been watching or listening to this for a while will know I'm going to talk about protein probably off the bat. Lots of benefits of protein. I'm sure I've done live just about protein all on its own because it's so magical. Um, however, if you want to feel full, ensure that, hey, Kate, you have a protein with each meal. Now, there's lots of reasons for that. Um, the main one is that actually it does keep you feeling fuller. Um, yes, I know it's not pure protein and yes, that's, that's something to consider. Right. So let me put a caveat on that because when I've talked about it before, I have not. And this time I will. Because if we're talking about any any protein source from a animal point of view, um, it will generally oh, I'll talk about pr uh, protein plant based as well. However, with generally uh, protein from an animal source, as in meat, uh, you will usually have some kind of level of fat content with it. So when I'm saying have protein in the meal, I'm probably not going to say duck or lamb that's really high fat content. Consider a lean meat or the leanest meat that you can consider. Uh, in terms of adding that, and yes, no, okay, I'm not going to talk about turkey, hate it. But you can, I was talking to a client only uh, yesterday about 2% pork mince that exists, right? These things exist, look for the leaner types of meat, um, because then you can be assured that it will still be a lesser calorie content than chopping down on lamb chops every meal, because that is not. For example, okay, so that's point number one. I've got like nine of these, by the way. Uh, number two, again, I've talked about this before, fibre-rich foods. Okay, you're kind of looking, it's anything, I always look double digits, if I'm honest, and that sounds, grams of fibre a day, by the way, um, and that might sound like that's really achievable. You will be surprised at how many clients uh, are not hitting double digits on their fibre, because actually they're probably not having enough vegetables uh, or fibrous vegetables with their meals. Uh, lots of people will consider a salad as a vegetable, and arguably, yes, it is. However, um, in terms of big, chunky, like cauliflower, carrots, broccoli, green beans, mange to, uh, okra, um, anything like that, there is usually one kind of limp, 
couple of limp beans and some carrots, small amount of carrots. Mm. And that can often be it, actually. Now, from a fibre point of view, uh, you can, if you're adding an adequate, and this is where it gets interesting, uh, you can, if you bump up your meals with uh, more vegetables over an additional portion of carbs, get this, statistics, you can reduce your calorie intake by 10% with very few negative effects. Actually, with no negative effects other than the fact you might need to go to the toilet, which is no bad thing either. Okay, so you're reducing, you're bulking up the meals, so you're increasing the fibre, so you're slowing down the, the breakdown of carbohydrates as well, by the way. But also, you are filling up your meal. So you're consuming more bulky food with less calorie uh, intake, and that's a good one, right? Because essentially, if I said to you, okay, let's have two, three extra portions or fists or vegetables over that extra portion of mashed potato, uh, you will definitely consume them. For anyway, make, make your mashed potato at, at least 10% calorie intake by switching that out. So bear that in mind that actually um, you can lose weight and feel full by bulking out on vegetables. There's a reason to it. Lots of people don't like to do it. However, there is a reason. Uh, number three, pick solids over liquids to feel fugger, fug, fugger, <laughs> hmm, fuller <laughs> and lose weight. Okay, so if you take a solid snack over a liquid snack, for example, not to advocate snacks, and we know why, um, you are 38, get this, I don't know, this is, studies show that you're 38% less likely to overeat in the next meal. So if you are somebody who goes for... Um, and when I say that, by the way, we're just going, ah, oh, but you talk about super shakes. Yes, super shakes are different because they are quite, uh, they are quite substantial. So we say, if you go for a liquid snack, which is just, okay, let's use the, just a, uh, a protein powder and water, um, then you're not likely to stay full for very long, let's be honest. And that's not likely to keep you full for longer. And yeah, you're going to be overeating in the next meal because you're going to be Hank Marvin. I'm from London. Is that what you're talking about? Starving, you will be. Um, so think about that. Always consider if you're going to go for a meal, consider, and, and by the way, just so you understand why that happens, uh, a liquid meal is far easier for you to digest your digestive system, so it will use it and convert it to what it needs to far faster. So that can be a benefit um, if you need something quick, quick energy, for example. However, um, in terms of keeping fuller for longer, Mm, unless you're bulking out, like I said, and going for a super shake, which would have a portion of carbs, a protein, a vegetable and a fat all in it. So we would take it from I don't know, 120 calories up to 350, 400 calories, female, maybe six if you're a male. Then, you know, you can see how um, it can make a difference. But again, liquids, easily digestible, solids, if you're doing it in the portions and with some fibre, uh, will keep you fuller for longer. Um, coffee. She says drinking tea. So here's my last tea of the day, I promise. Coffee. People don't like coffee a lot. Oh, if I have a coffee, I don't need to eat. Yes. Um, there is... Okay, I'll just write this down because this, uh, this is not something that like, just rolls off the tongue. It increases the, the release of a peptide YY. That means nothing, really. What it means is... Uh, what it is is a hormone um, that promotes fullness. So this is why you feel fuller with coffee. Or some people... Uh, if I'm asking them to intermittently fast or anything like that, black coffee is is something I will ask them to have. It doesn't interfere with anything else happening in the body. And also it does release that hormone. 
So there is method to the madness. Now, that being said, you know what I'm going to say next? That does not mean having seven coffees a day will help you lose weight. It will make you go nuts and probably unmanageable energy levels and very uh, swings between anything else and no sleep. So, in moderation, like everything, preferably only two and finishing by one o'clock in the afternoon when it comes to coffee, um, those are things that can help. Water, number five, water. Water is a good one, right? Two glasses of water before a meal, statistics, can lead to, can lead to, right, depending on the size of the glass, 22% uh, less calorie intake in a meal. I advocate this a lot with water anyway. Um, also, thank you. Check that out. I'm a six of the day. <laughs> water before a meal, okay, will help you consume less calories and also helps with digestion. Um, so again, will uh, sense of fullness, yes. Help with dehydration, yes. Help digestion, yes. Help you feel fuller for longer, yes. And consume less calories, yes. Okay, does work. Here we go, number six, eating mindfully. Now, love this. Uh, there is, this is, I've come across this over the years and I'll try and explain this as best I can because I think I first was taught this in a course Oh Lord, what year are we in? About four, <laughs> what, what, what year are we in? Uh, about four years ago. And actually, if I think about any course about nutrition or mindfulness or psychology, I've been to since it's been referenced, it, it, either in depth or, 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 or just kind of referenced upon in a sentence. Uh, and I haven't, I'm not going into the in-depth version of this, I will talk about what happens with mindfulness. So there's an experiment where they gave two groups of people a milkshake um, in one of those kind of like, you know the old, um, I can't remember to talk about a brand, uh, they used to have these tins of milkshakey stuff. And on one, the, the contents was the same by the way, I'm going to stay this, the, con the milkshakes were the same, the two tins of milkshakes uh, have one group for one and one group for the other. What they did was change the labels. So on one label of milkshake, they called it indulgence, like rich chocolatey indulgence. Indulge yourself. Chocolatey goodness. Naughtiness, right? And then put it on the label and labelled it with 620 calories, right? So they gave this, the whole group the same milkshake in a tin with a little indulgence. Chocolatey indulgence. And in the other group, um, they gave them a, a label that just said calorie sensible intake of milkshake, very basic, 120 calories. Now, what's interesting is that they timed then how long it took both groups to drink the milkshake. Now, the indulgence group, because they truly believed they were indulging, they were like, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm in it. This is amazing. I'm indulging right now. It says so on the label. They drank the milkshake far slower and actually the majority of them didn't finish because they were taking the time to appreciate and be mindful because they truly thought they were indulging. Um, what happened was that their hunger dropped off a lot faster. So some of them didn't finish. They felt like, oh, it's very sickening. Oh, it's, it's too rich for me. I can't finish. It's too indulgent. The other sensible group was smacking it back, right? Now, who consumed the most calories? The group that smacked it back. Now, all, all milkshakes, just confirm again, all milkshakes had the same amount of calories in, right? There was nothing different about the contents. They're all 
simply ingesting the same amount of calories in that moment because of the perception and the mindful awareness of what they were drinking. One group was like, no, I can't possibly drink anymore. I have to leave that because it's just far too much. The other group were like, what? So being aware is and, and how we engage with our food is actually a huge part of um, how we interpret and deal with calories. Like think about when you psychologically go into a splurge or a treat, etc. How you approach it. What 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 is it that you're indulging in? Right. It's an interesting study. Um, totally hope that comes across. It is, that's why it's been referenced so much because it's literally how psychology works with mindfulness and eating. Um, number seven. Now this one again. Approach. It's a bit like coffee. I'm like, mm, I know this is true, and I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant because I know behaviorally it can go wrong. Um, Dark chocolate. Yes, I know some people are like I hate it. <laughs> right. Uh, however, uh, seventy cent above, there is something in it. It's steric. I can't pronounce it properly. Um, essentially, it slows down digestion. Um, it, it, in, there's something that increases the sensation of fullness over milk chocolate or white chocolate. Um, and even there's there's there is a study again. <laughs> Someone contacted me next week saying you said it on the live. So I've been doing it. Even the smell apparently of dark chocolate can help decrease appetite. So even like sniffing dark chocolate. However, um, statistics and studies. That's all I'm going to say. Um, now number eight. This does. This is another one as well that works. Eating on smaller plates. Um, there are plenty of my clients eating on a side plate. Right now. Is not because they want to torture themselves. It's because actually, theoretically, the size of meals they actually do require to lose weight um, proportionately to their their physique. If they are female and smaller build, for example, putting it diplomatically, then their portions of their meals, actually if you think about the portions we talk about, the palms, etc., cupped hands, fists, etc., their thumbs, if they have small thumbs, then actually putting that all onto a really big dinner plate can be quite disheartening for a client because they're like, uh, especially next to the, their other half who may be male and they're like based right because i can eat that and get away with it right uh so the things to do is a trick of the mind it's a bit like the mindfulness thing with the label the trick of the mind is to use a smaller plate because actually it's the same amount of food on it you're not decreasing the amount of food what it gives is the illusion of a full plate all right and the brain still perceives it's having a full meal a massive meal and can only it, it, it again leads like with the labeling leads to a feeling of fullness faster because the perception is they're eating a big meal right because of the size of it now interesting this one again i did read this study and i was like oh i don't know not tried this one so i i can't give him my seal of approval however apparently using a larger fork can decrease calorie intake by 10 percent. now how does the theory on that works I'm yet to test it. I might have to test it myself. It doesn't apparently work with larger spoons, just to clarify. So don't use a spade, because you can still get ice cream in on a spade. However, because uh, that can be up by 14%. There you go. But something about large forks. Who would have thought? You'd thought it'd be smaller forks, because you'd be able to get less on. Apparently not. It's larger forks reduce calorie intake. So combining a, a smaller plate and a larger fork, who knows? You'd be down a lot. Um, last one, number nine. And people would kind of misplace this one. We talk about this a lot actually with clients. Sleep, okay? Getting sleep is important and imperative uh, in terms of your fullness, your hunger and fullness. This statistic I've known for a while, 
seen it in different formats however essentially you can look in at around about 24% which is high 24% increase on your appetite when you've not had a great night's sleep ever consider a time where um you've had a really bad night's sleep um your mood is already quite tested um you know if you cast your mind back you've been more tempted by oh do you know what i could fancy right now and let's be honest it's usually a carb-based item um hormones and hunger and sleep are so tightly um tightly in a relationship symbiosis oh nice word they're joined together right it's a very strong relationship between them so know that and being aware of that doesn't mean that by the way you're going to be less hungry because i've told you this you know we're having time with this so it's just it's it's poor night's sleep however having said that in the moment when i talk to a client afterwards they'll be like well i just didn't know what's happening I, I just thought there was something wrong that somehow i was going wrong with my food or something so i just ate and i felt bad and actually if you stop to consider for a moment and reflect on right how bad was my sleep last night is this something legit that that i'm going to do right i'm going to do it or am i recognizing that i had a bad night's sleep um, if I have a better night's sleep tonight, I will make healthier and different choices tomorrow because I will be less hungry. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Your food is okay. It's consistent. You've had a bad night's sleep and that's increased hunger hormones. So you can, choice and knowledge, right? This education. So again, you can be reflective on it and understand it, acknowledge it and then move forward. Or you can say, well, I've not had a bad sleep. I'll just, I'll just eat. Know that there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Your portions are okay. Reach out to your coach in the moment, I think is always a good idea. Um, and then be able to have that conversation and know what's happening, right? So, recap on that one. Just I'll have another sip of my tea and then my water, obviously. Uh -huh. So, how to feel full and lose weight. It's all about creating calorie deficits. I said that from the top. And all of these are about creating calorie deficits without just not eating at all, right? So let's recap. And we'll go back over the plant base as well when I think about it. So protein, right? Good, uh, lean protein with each meal is great at reducing hunger. Consider, again, the fat content of the protein you're choosing. That's why I said lean. And when it comes to um, protein for plant-based, uh, consider the carb content as well. If you're going for um, something like kidney beans or peas, etc., or, or any beans or legumes, just be aware of I don't know why I said peas, that's veg, but anything bean-wise that you're in consideration of your portion, because it will also have a carb portion with it. So always balance those out uh, and just know where you're making those choices. Uh, go for fibre-rich foods, right? Bump up the, the, the plate based on vegetables and you can reduce your calorie intake by 10% because you're not then filling the plate with carbs or fats or more proteins even, right? Uh, pick a solid over a liquid. That will help help you keep fuller for longer because uh, the less dense the, the item, the easier it is to digest. And we don't want that necessarily. 38% um, more likely to overeat the next meal if you go liquid. Uh, coffee, in reason. Okay, two, I'm done by, I'm done by one o'clock if you're going to do them, please. That's the guidelines. Uh, water. Okay, water's a great one. Two glasses before a meal and you can have on average 22% less intake because you are fuller and therefore do not need to eat and also you have the benefits that come with said water. Uh -huh. So a reminder, um, eating mindfully, okay, 
more pleasure in eating, right? Think about the indulgence group. They will, I bet they love that. I bet the indulgence group, like, oh, this milkshake's so indulgent. Oh yeah, I love this study, right? Think about it though, okay? If you're really engaging in a meal and you're really mindful, it's a massive lesson in how powerful suggestion is. Firstly, in marketing, <laughs> hugely. However, it's also a lesson in um, how to feel full of longer and stop eating, like the guys just smashed it back. Again, same calories inside. Um, Dark chocolate, I'm not going to glaze enough long. Dark chocolate, yes, it yes it does. You know, we just glaze over that one. <laughs> eating on smaller plates, okay? So eating on smaller plates and larger forks, who knew, right? So <laughs> eating in smaller plates when you have small portions, like on a bigger plate, as I said, can be, can be disheartening. So make it appropriate, put it on a smaller plate, makes you feel bigger, right? Feels like you're still having a massive meal. Uh, and finally, get sleep. If you are not sleeping through, I mean quality sleep, not quantity, because someone say, oh, I slept for nine hours last night, only woke up five times. Mm, quality sleep's not there. Know that if you have a bad night's sleep or wake often, that's still the same thing. Quality's not great. I've done a whole thing on sleep quite a few times um, for a reason, because it's very important to get a good night's sleep if you're wanting to do fat loss or weight loss. It will not be supported without a good night's sleep. Your hunger will increase by up to 24%, right, based on a bad night's sleep. That's quite a lot. It could be, obviously, again, it can be psychologically disheartening if you think something's going wrong, I'm just eating. Why, why, why have I gone wrong? What's gone wrong? It's not. You've got to wait, kind of reflect again. Have you had a bad night's sleep? If you have, it's okay. Go to bed early. Have some water. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. Oh, see, now I'm going to go to the other side of the coin tomorrow and talk about how to play the hunger game. I've got, ah, Perfect, because I've actually got a client playing this game tomorrow, so this is perfectly timed. That was, I completely forgot. Look at me, coincidence. So I've got someone playing the Hunger Game tomorrow, so we can I can actually give you a recap at the end of the day how they got on with it, if they make it through. Right, so tomorrow I'm going to talk about how to play the Hunger Game. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as I said, any questions or comments, please fire them away, and have a fabulous evening.